millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time to settle down. Settle down. Listen to the soothing sound. Oh, yeah. This? Oh my god, this? Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. He's on a roll. Hello and welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. I'm Tom, and joining me as always is the wonderful, lovely, a little bit cheeky, all-round amazing, and fan-dabby-dozy... <laughs> Emma, hello Tom! Fan Dabby Dozy, uh, I did not see fan that Dabby coming. Dozy. It, uh, neither did I, really. It, it just came to me. It just came to you I, in I like a fever dream. To, I like to keep it loose, you know. I like to keep it loose. That's good to know. <laughs> so we, we're um, this is this is episode ten, Emma. This is a big a deal, okay? Ten. We're in we're in double digits. D D double digits double D. <laughs> We're only seven episodes away from being able to drive legally in the UK. <laughs> oh my god, amazing. Think about how quickly the first seven went. I mean, that is quite scary, isn't it? Like, yeah, that is quite yeah. scary. We'll be there before we know it. Good though. Before we know it, we'll be all grown up, we'll be leaving home, you know. Our mothers will get oh. empty nest syndrome, we'll be starting uni. Um, before you know it, we'll be having a quarter life crisis, um, drowning in bills and debt. When you put it that way, <laughs> I can't wait. Me neither. So, Yay! Sounds like a fun time. <laughs> a good time, um, or a good a good time. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> I went there as well. Oh god, we're so funny. Uh, um, do you want to explain a little bit about what the hell this darn flabbing podcast this is darn about? Darn tootin podcast. Oh, it's, it is a darn tootin podcast. It, this week, it I is. Tell yeah, you. no spoilers, but it's pretty goddamn darn tootin. Um, yeah. So episode ten. Here we are. Um, for the new listener, that's just dove in episode 10 is it dove or dived dave uh yeah if you dive in head first but if it's past tense it would be a yeah, dove i prefer dave but i guess that i guess they're di- i guess they're diving in yeah so diving for those in. of you who are diving in episode 10 you this absolute maverick tom and i <laughs> this is where tom and i me and tom tom and i um we go through one chosen actor's filmography at a time and we watch all of their films in order and we make loads of podcast episodes about them and have a really goddamn fun time i keep saying goddamn today god sorry um sorry for those of you who consider that to be a curse word um but yeah we have good fun don't we tom and season one has been all about robert pattinson we've learned a lot about him that we never thought we would i've Um, learned a lot more about him than i i wanted to really yeah, I, I for one, know too much at this point. Way too much. I know so many things. I'm going to have, like, Vietnam flashbacks after we finish this. Like, oh I've God. seen some things, man. I've, <laughs> I've got a shell shot. I've seen Robert Pattinson touch it himself in places that, that no man <laughs> should ever touch himself. More than once. <laughs> a lot, A lot more than once. 
too many times. <laughs> At this point, it's becoming a shock if Rob doesn't touch himself or someone else inappropriately. Yeah, it genuinely, <laughs> genuinely is. Um, yeah. Never has that been more more true than this week, I, th- I think. I, yeah, I mean, I don't want to jump into it straight away, but good Lord. Good God. <laughs> Good Lord. Good, Lord. Good Lord, Robbie. Good Lord, help me. I know. Um, but yeah, how how's your week been, Tom? Oh, yeah, no. It's been chilling? Just been been chilling, killing. Um, not killing. I, I did, you can't prove it. You can't prove that I killed anyone. <laughs> I've, been com- I've been committing mass murder, I'll have you know. <laughs> it's been a fun week. Um, I only killed seven people, so down from last week. But, you know, um, I, I just thought, have a week oh, off, God. Tom. You know, sometimes <laughs> take some time for yourself. Sometimes you can go too far you know? with the killing. Um, you, you've got to have a rest <laughs> week. You know, have a cheat day. Um, <laughs> a cheat day where you don't. Yeah, kill. and you know those are just the best because. Disclaimer, disclaimer for our friends in law enforcement. That's a joke. <laughs> I, I'm joking. I, you can't. I've not killed anyone that you can prove in court. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I haven't. I should oh, probably dear. say that I haven't killed anyone. Um, <laughs> Just in case anyone was worried. Yeah, in case in case you were worried at home, I'm um, I'm not a mass murderer. <laughs> Tom Tom is not the honor roll strangler. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god! I sort of want that to be a thing. <laughs> well, if I wind up dead next week, there's only two Cause, of cause us then, in this like, podcast. Because then, like in in the papers and stuff, they could be like, oh, "This killer is on a roll," but it would be spelled wrong. <laughs> Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> oh, not, dear. not the mass murder. And then our not theme the mass song. Part. I don't. Th- I don't want the our, blood on my hands. Our theme song just plays in the background of the newscast. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, baby. baby. <laughs> it's time to settle down. <laughs> Listen to the sweet, sweet sounds of someone dying in agony. How have we oh, got here? Oh my god! How have we got here? <laughs> I saw. Of, in answer to your question, Emma, yeah, I've had a lovely that. week. Um, how's yours been? <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't killed anyone. Have you not? I haven't killed anyone Look, either. Pull, the only thing I've been out, Emma. is it time. Out. Sorry, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm slacking. I'm, I'm letting the team mm. down here. No, the only thing I've been killing is time because we're in lockdown and there's nothing to do, is there? No, there's, there's but, you not. know, keeping everyone safe, you know, and that's what matters. You're doing, you're doing the big work, the important stuff. I am doing God's work. Yeah, mentioning God a lot in this podcast. This is going to get existential. I can already tell. Exist- well, it might, it might. Looking at the films, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, so this week we've watched. What have we watched? <laughs> I was about to say Good Time. That was we- last week. No, we have watched High Life and Damsel. Damsel. Finally, we've watched Damsel. Even though I said we were going to watch it last week and we didn't because I can't read an Excel spreadsheet. Everyone. That's a fact about me. I don't know how to use columns. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, it's, it, as we've learned, my um, formatting of of word documents, Excel spreadsheets, isn't isn't the best. It gets quite quite messy, and only I know how to read it. I mean, the thing is with me and Tom, Tom and I. Is it me and Tom? Me? Tom, Tom and I. Like, I think it would. I feel be. like I'm saying it wrong. No, it would be me and Tom. The thing is with or Tom and me. Okay. The- the thing is with Tom and me is we're two very creative people who have to do quite technical stuff like make spreadsheets and schedule things. So creative. And when there's two creatives doing stuff like that, it doesn't really 
work that well, you know? We're we're sort of the blind leading the blind at this point, but we're doing all right, I, I think. Can I just say disclaimer, I don't believe that we fall in... Well, I, I, you can speak for yourself, but I don't believe that I personally fall under the term creative. It's more more of a splurge are comes out of my brain. Are you kidding me? You are a creative, you dingbat. <laughs> I, just, I just don't want to be... I, I'm, you know, like, um, I'm just a creative. Tom, you've done theatre since you were very young. You have a podcast. You've got all these cool ideas. Don't say yourself short, dude. So, sorry. Um, He's blushing. Oh, He's blushing blush- everywhere. Oh, oh. oh, stop. Oh, I've come all over, I've come all over a flush. <laughs> you've, you've come all over well, what? <laughs> so, oh, dear. Sorry, I don't, know what, I don't know what happened there. I lost myself. I got a bit excited. <laughs> You're taking inspo from um, from damsel. Yeah, yeah. Or high life. Both. Um, <laughs> should we talk about one of these films? I feel like it's already been yeah. very jumbled. Uh, should we talk about damsel God first? Because I think that came out first. Even though I watched it second, but I watched it second as well. Uh, so, so damsel. What's the story of damsel, Emma? Um, I mean, it's a western for a start, so it's already losing points for me because I hate westerns unless they have jackie chan in them do you hate okay. what so did you did you I not like this film no what did you well so i said a few weeks ago that um water for elephants was giving me like red dead redemption vibes yeah but that's purely based on the fact it was like in a desert yeah, yeah. there was no basis to that there was no cowboys no nothing it, it was more of the like um traveling show aspect of it i think because there's like a few characters just in, vibes in red dead redemption too okay fair enough but this this is literally like i would describe this as like red dead redemption the movie my my issue with this film is i thought it was going to be a comedy and it was funny in places but i just didn't find it that funny why did you think it was going to be a comedy because it says western comedy when you google it. oh really i see i'd not read that yeah so I went into it with the expectation of it being like a little bit of fun and I was just it, like there are, fu- there are funny bits in it though. There's many funny bits yeah but it wasn't like I thought it was going to be like A Thousand Ways to Die in the West or whatever it's It's not called. like A Thousand Dies to, dies to Way in the Dest. Ways to Die in the <laughs> West. I think I'm having a stroke. Um, <laughs> not again. Yeah I don't think it's like an yeah. out and out comedy is it? It's just like there's a few quirky bits and a few twists and turns okay. in it. Saying I didn't like it is probably a bit far but I think it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it was. I feel like it could have been a lot shorter. Like, we will explain what it's about in a minute. This is probably <laughs> Very really confusing boring to for someone listening. But yeah, yeah it, just, it, it was quite like it slow paced. I'll film. give you that. I'll give you that. Because um, it's, about, it's about two hours long, just under two hours. Um, so the st- yeah. story, uh, there's mm-hmm. this guy, I don't know what his name is, actually. We don't, we don't, we don't bother <laughs> to learn names. And uh, no. he's, We've got enough he's just on sat at like a stagecoach station isn't he with this vicar priest pastor whatever he is uh, and they're having a chat and he's like come to make he wants to make a new life in the desert and then I, I don't really know why but the vicar just like strips down and runs off into the desert and gives all his clothes to him and that's the start of the yeah. film then robert pattinson comes to town and he's looking for this pastor and it's like, like a case of mistaken identity oh sorry mm-hmm. robert pattinson comes to town uh he like rows ashore on a boat and he's like towed a fucking box with him a pony and there is a miniature horse in the yeah it's a little pony to be honest with you pony butterscotch the pony was the star of the film for me it's not even a pony though emma well, it's, it's, it it's smaller like than one. a pony it's a small horse no it's a miniature horse it's 
Did you Google no, it's, it? It's smaller than a pony. I didn't realise you were such an equestrian. Yeah, I know all the equestrian facts. So there's there's horses, horses for courses, <laughs> ponies for Tonys, and uh, <laughs> I can't think of one for miniature horses. Um, <laughs> oh but pony, ponies are different than horses, and they're smaller than horses, but this is a miniature horse. Right. It's okay, like, I think it's like enough. a dwarf horse. Butterscotch was adorable. A dwarf. Yeah, oh, I was about to say that. You stole it. Stole it from me. <laughs> um, Too slow. So he's looking for this pastor anyway with his miniature horse, uh, Butterscotch. Butterscotch. <laughs> She's so cute. I and, love uh, her. He wants him to travel with him and marry Robert Pattinson and the love of his life. Who do you know? Do you recognise yeah. the love of his life? Yeah, she was Burns, Burns girl, girl from the, the Stars. Yeah, which has which has added another notch to my Rob Cinematic Universe belt. So you've got another notch. You've got stuff. another notch coming on later in um, High Life and, as well. Yeah. Um. So he wants them. He's going to pay him to marry them both. Uh, so they, they embark on this journey across the desert to find this woman. And then they they bump into this guy in like a... What's, what's his hat made of? Like a wolf or something? And they, they shoot yeah. at each other, Robert and this guy. I think his name's Herbert. That might be wrong, actually. I think yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, something like uh, that. Oh, no, isn't it Rufus? Yeah, that's it, Rufus. Rufus and Herbert, same thing, really. Um, yeah, it's the same yeah. name, really, just spelled backwards. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, though, isn't it? It doesn't look, it doesn't look like it would be that spelled backwards, but it is. No, but when you actually spell it backwards, Herbert becomes Rufus. It's yeah, really, yeah, it's one of them like illusion things. I, gu- I guess not a lot of people know that. I guess you'd like you'd need something like a degree in English or something to be able to know that. Yeah, yeah. When you're qualified as as I am, yes. you would know things like that. Yeah, yeah. So j- just clearing up any confusion for any listeners there. That that is why that is. If if you think that Rufus and Herbert aren't the same backwards, it's because you're not actually qualified. Um, and if you do yeah, have an English degree you and you still can't see English. it, I would I'd go back to university and ask for your money back because um, I think yeah, they've sold you short there. Anyway, um, <laughs> they shoot at each other, Rufus and Rob, and then Rufus runs off and Rob yeah. chases him and he falls off a cliff. Rufus, yeah, and he smashes his head. Smashes in. his head, it's and you're like, oh, that's the end of that. And uh, Rob then tells the pastor that. It's actually a bit more than in just marrying his, finding his love of his life and marrying her. She's been kidnapped by Rufus's brother, and they need to rescue her, and then then they'll get married. So they they find her in this cabin, and then the pastor. They find her in um, Shrek's toilet. There's so many Shrek's toilets in this. As soon as I saw it, I was like Shrek. For people wondering what we mean, it's the little wooden hut that's got a moon shape on the door. Which doesn't offer yeah, a lot where of privacy. Shrek does his poopies. If, if I'm honest. No, but I don't think I don't think anyone had any privacy in those times. Everyone just lived like animals in shanties. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then the pastor shoots. What was his brother's name? I can't remember. But he, sh- he shoots. He shoots um, the alleged captor dead. And then Rob shoots him loads. And then she comes out the house, and he's like, "Yeah, I love my life." And she's like, "Fuck off." I fucking hate you. Yeah, it's... it turns out that Rob has just been obsessed with her and he's just killed her husband and pretended that she was kidnapped when she wasn't. And it's like, to be fair, I was like, that's a good twist. That is a good twist. And then... Because I didn't ex- I didn't see that coming. And there's even more twisty McTwistersons mm-hmm. when she's like, no, I don't love you. Get lost, you prick. Um, so he goes <laughs> and takes himself into Shrek's, Shrek's toilet and shoots himself. <laughs> that was... Good comedy, and, uh, I must say. That's the end of Rob for the film. 
Um, exactly one hour it in, I want to say. with that. I thought that he would be in the whole film, but, you know... Well, I thought there was going to be another twist Rob, that he wasn't actually he just can't be dead. a main character, can he? But... Yeah, oh yeah, that would have been good, but then actually. He, he, no, he's dead, because he's, he, he shot himself. Shut up, Tom, <laughs> what are you talking about? Of course he's dead, because he shot himself. <laughs> so, then uh, she and the pastor go on their own adventure, um, and it's yep. revealed that... What was his name? Rufus Herbert? Herbert? Mm-hmm. He's not he's dead. Not dead. Uh, and it, he's like, he thinks that she's got something to do with the killing of his brother. So he's like, I'm going to kill mm. you because you're a, you, I'm gonna kill you're a you. naughty girl who's who's killed my brother. And she's like, I, <laughs> no, you're so oh, naughty for killing girl. my brother. Ooh. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, dear. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Accidentally killed my brother. Naughty. <laughs> Cheeky. Um <laughs> He he's he says that he's going to kill her, and she's like, no, I'm pregnant with your brother's child, so you can't kill me. And then just as they're starting to come to some sort of agreement, he gets an arrow through the chest, and he's killed by a Native American. They call him an Indian, but I don't think that's the correct term. Yeah, uh, I don't think it is either. And then he like stays with them for a bit, and then the pastor's like, oh, can I come and live with you, mate, because I want to learn all about your culture. And he, he's <laughs> <Mate>. like... <laughs> No. <laughs> so he like he abandons <laughs> them and then they make it back to the town and he proposes to her because he's like, oh, I know you don't yeah, really know me and we've not really got on the entire time weird. we've been together, but will you marry me? And she's like, no. No. And throws a rock at his face. Um, and that's <laughs> the end of the film. I mean, we love the feminism. Yeah. <laughs> we love the female empowerment of just throwing a rock at the face of the man that makes Look, you feel uncomfortable. If you ever feel uncomfortable around a man, ladies, just throw a rock at his face. I tried that, but I mean, I've only just come out of prison for doing that. Oh, really? So. Honestly, it's such double standards, isn't it? A man throws a rock at a woman's face. It's just a bit of banter. A woman throws a rock <laughs> at a man's face. She's a felon. Honestly. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. You can't do right for doing wrong Honestly. these days, Tom. You can't such do right minefield. for doing wrong. Such a minefield. Political correctness gone mad. <laughs> I should be able to throw a rock at whoever states I want to, regardless of sex or gender, okay? <laughs> Honestly. So, <laughs> you didn't like this film, but I did. I quite enjoyed it. I just thought it was a bit... bit did of, you actually? I don't, wouldn't say it was amazing, but I was like, this is a bit of funny... I, I did enjoy Rob's character because it felt so different. Like, I know we've probably said this every single episode, like, this is such a different Rob, but this genuinely felt like comedy rob like it was nothing i've seen so far i don't think yeah yeah he had like, had a weird <laughs> that song at, at one point when he's traveling with the pastor he like plays him a song that he's written for his alleged love and it is just the worst thing you've ever heard i believe and it really its title is, called, is my honey bun it's literally just like c chord g chord d chord my honey bun you're my honey bun i love my honey you bun. i love you my honey bun one of the lyrics though is <laughs> i wrote down you're the horseshoe to my hoof you're <laughs> the horseshoe to my hoof me. it's pretty he, good <laughs> he delivers it really well doesn't he oh like, yeah 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 it's very, it's very good in that and respect. And then but directly after this scene, it's just too long. I've got to draw your attention to my next, my next note. So this is just before Robert meets uh, Rufus, and they shoot at each other, and he chases them. Yeah. So he's down by the riverside. He's, <laughs> I don't know. Um, my note, my note is, oh. why is he always wanking? Because he yep. takes out, he's got a locket with a picture of his his love's face in it. 
and he's just stood by the riverside having a bit of a tug and uh, it was very um, big tugs it was very homelander in um, the boys wasn't boys it he was just two, like yeah. pleasuring himself into a creek into into a handkerchief and then i mean we've all been there <laughs> yeah every time i go down to the creek every day you know, i take out a pocket watch with a picture of mia wazowski in it and just crank yeah. one out and then i what i always do is i turn and take my what i've described as a cum rag and um <laughs> wash it in the river that is the correct term he washes it in the river yeah, and that's when he notices fish. rufus um, and their eyes meet as he washes his dirty dirty rag <laughs> In the river. <laughs> oh, it's just gross, isn't it? Like, ugh, It's just, just not great. Although, yeah, it's still not as bad as high life, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is just a little... We'll get to this that. This is just a little appetizer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is just a little appetite <laughs> for the main main course. Mm. <laughs> just, just dip that little rag. Dip it in and have a little nibble. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to need you Whet, to stop. Whet your appetite. <laughs> What's your and whistle? then sit on down for some <laughs> for some fun times. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, yeah, it's it's quite also uh, it's never never mentioned. But in this film, there is a horse that wears a hat, and it's just it's just <laughs> never referenced. But I've got in capitals: the horse is wearing a hat. Why is no one talking it's, about it? It's so cute. I think that's part of just the weird satire, yeah, isn't it's it? Just just very one strange. of my favorite. One of my favourite bits, humour-wise, is um, a part where Rob and the pastor are just on their horses, travelling and having a weird conversation. And the whole time, Rob's carrying a guitar on his back, like yeah. the entire film, pretty much. And they're going over a hill and the guitar just clonks off a tree. <laughs> I don't know why, it just made me laugh so much. There's nothing funnier than a sound of an acoustic guitar that's been like banged Boom. and it just echoes. And it just like wonks off this tree, and I was just like, yeah. I quite enjoyed the bit where <laughs> where he walks into the bar right at the beginning, and he's he's looking like a sick cowboy. He's got his hat on, he's got like his gun over his back, and he's got his guitar over his back as well. And he like walks into the bar, and then he he tries to take the guitar off, and he just, he can't can't <laughs> yeah. get it over his head. Oh, it's just just so good. He's like peeling it off, and then he asks for a pilsner, and the guy gives him whiskey. And he just like dips his tongue into it, and he's just like. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't <laughs> blame him. Whiskey is vi. I just I can't understand why people like whiskey. I think personally, people pretend to like whiskey because they think it makes them seem odd, but actually, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are people out there that enjoy it, but whenever I take no, it, it, just makes me no, want to shrivel not. up into a little ball. There's two types of people in this world, Tom. People that pretend to like whiskey, and people who don't like whiskey. That's it. Right. Okay. <laughs> Because also, I don't, I don't get this whole... I mean, I don't get it with wine either. But the whole, like, mm, I'm getting undertone, um, undertones of whatever. But <laughs> recently, I, I, I found... I smelt a whiskey that was like... Oh, it's, you know, it's oak barrel aged and all this, blah, 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 blah. And it gives it a nice... gives it subtle notes of this. And one of them was marshmallow. And I was like... Oh, what that, the hell? that sounds quite nice, but then I smelt it. It just smells like paint stripper, and it's just like <laughs> you just have, you just have a sip, and you're like, this doesn't taste like marshmallows. It's <laughs> like marshmallow at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> I guess it. I guess it is a subtle, this is subtle note, but you know, I'd rather just mm-hmm. the marshmallow than the whiskey. You'd rather just eat a bag of marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> just have a hot chocky. Just have a hot chocky. A hot chocky. <laughs> a bit of a hot chocky. <laughs> a bit of a with hot some marshmallows chockey. and cream. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shocker. Uh, and then oh, I've got a quote. This is when the pastor is trying to convince the, the Native American to let him join him. I, I just really liked the wordiness of this quote. Okay. I'm a soulless Neil. I'm, a, oh, I'm fucking it up already. I'm a soulless Neil. <laughs> I'm a soulless neophyte of pale-faced proportions. I don't even know what it means, but it just sounded good. And then he quickly follows that up by saying, please let me join you. I'll even let you scalp me. <laughs> that made me laugh a lot when he said that. <laughs> he, I was just like, He's wow. just so desperate to join him. Just so desperate. That's going to be my next job interview. When they're like, why do you want this job? I'll be like, I mean, I don't have a good reason, but if you give it to me, I will let you scalp me. I mean, I think that... I, just see what I happens. think that is what people um, look for in in, uh, <laughs> in, an, in an applicant. <laughs> Will they let us scalp the, them? The HR people just go back to management and they just go, look, she she has no qualifications, um, no charisma, and she smelt a bit bad, but she said we could scalp her. So I think it's a winner. <laughs> big tick by that box. <laughs> big, big tick. <laughs> yeah. I, it, we've not done a great job of describing the film, I don't think, but if you enjoy cowboys, Western. westerns, and a bit of like quirky, weird humour... Um, it's hard to describe the humour because they're just like it's just fleeting moments and like there's a lot of awkwardness it's isn't very, it and just strange bits yeah it's very deadpan very just odd it's alright I probably wouldn't recommend it you wouldn't it, recommend but... it <laughs> no I was getting that it could have been a really good play because it just felt a little bit I don't know there's a lot of people talking to each other it just felt like other, it would have been it? good on stage yeah and it just didn't feel like a lot was going on, like, with the actual cinematography. Like, it just felt a bit like, this would be really good on stage, but as a film, I'm like, yeah. there's not a lot going on. Okay. But, meh. Should we, meh. Should we give it a rating with our tried and tested yeah, rating method? So if, if you're listening yes. for the first time, again, you've daved in at uh, episode 10. You savage. <laughs> you savage. <laughs> we usually rate the film based on Robert Pattinson's name, or whichever actor we're talking about's name. Uh, so we've our standard one is we give it a pat on the back or we give it a shat on the back. I'll let yes. you work out which is positive and which is negative. I think it's fairly clear. Uh, or yeah. we do one based on the name of the film. Yeah. Now I'm having real reservations with this because the number of people who message us after an episode and give us far better solutions to our film name puns is starting to make me feel a bit inadequate yeah i mean it, it is it I'm, is hard I'm when, you, when you're on the spot when you're on the spot and you, you're trying to think mm-hmm. of one live it, it is hard so i will defend us in that and you know when you've when you've got yeah a lot of time to think about them or not not infinite time, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's easy when you sat on your own. It's in like your it's like when you watch and there's no one when you're watching a quiz show, you know, and you're like, how do they not know the answer to that? And then, but I bet at the time when you got all the lights on you, you got the pressure, you got to answer within ten seconds. You've got yeah. the Anne Robinson telling you that you're shit, and you, she's telling you that you're <laughs> the weakest link. Then you can't answer the <laughs> yeah. question, and you forgot to say bank. Yeah, try being us. And, oh God. God, I'm having Vietnam flashbacks and I've never been on the weakest link. Oh, I think this has opened a, a can of worms for me. Um, yeah, so, you know, when you're on your high horse with your better puns than what we come up with, just remember, it's not easy. Not, not, not that we're getting defensive about it. Not that, not that it of, a, of a critically acclaimed not, podcast. Not that it's okay. affected us on a personal level and made us feel inadequate in any not way. Not that I go to bed crying but, about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway... So do you have any names, Tom, for damsel? Because uh, I don't. <laughs> I've got a positive one, 
and then the negative one would just be okay. the fil- name of the film. Is it okay? <laughs> is it a damsel <laughs> or is it damsel? <laughs> that is good. Do you, do you like that? That is good. Yeah, I do. Okay, let's go with that um, then. For me, for me, it's a damsel. Oh, no inflection. Oh right, okay. I'm afraid. Well, I'm gonna say it's a damsel just because I enjoy saying <laughs> it so much. Um, I did enjoy the film. I wouldn't say, like I say, I wouldn't say that it was amazing, but I, I yeah. thought it was a bit of a bit of a fun time, bit of a cowboy time you know yeah should we move Fair on enough. to um high life you look reluctant yeah sorry for the listener i i just exhaled quite heavily you look i was gonna say you look reluctant to talk about high life are you ready to talk about yes. it yet? are you are you in a are you in a mental <laughs> space to be able to talk about this film because i know you i, I know you had been in a good place since i watched it. i know you had a difficult time watching this film <laughs> yeah i was um i was sending tom like short clips of me on whatsapp watching this film in complete disarray (laughs) so um yeah so what's it about well for a start i'm gonna say it's not ad astra with robert pattinson like i thought it would be i mean i'm I'm glad about um, that i fucking hated um ad astra or sad astra as i like to call it it's (laughs) sad astra it's space rob which you know sounds pretty good space rob it's nothing we've ever seen before. This man has been firmly grounded on the earth for the entire um, of the podcast and he's, so far. And I have to say, for the majority of his films, I'd have to do a tally, but the majority he's been set in the 1900s. Um, yeah. He's, he's not, yeah, he's not gone to the future, certainly, or anything like that. Yeah, so future space, Rob. Um, just to sum it up, I guess this film is about... Uh, criminals that get sent up into space and they get sent hurtling towards a black hole. Rob is one of them. It opens with him on his own with a baby and we're like, whoa, where's this baby from? Why is Rob on his own on a spaceship? And then it gets revealed who the baby is. Yeah, and it's, it's a very non, non-linear oh, narrative, isn't it? It is non-linear, yes. Yeah. So in a series of sort of, it goes back, it jumps forward occasionally, but yeah, essentially criminals on a spaceship hurtling towards a black hole they've been sent to they've been sent own. to mine energy from the black hole but it's yeah. like it flashes back to like people on earth and they're like oh it's it's a pointless endeavor and because they're traveling at the speed of light i'm quite excited to talk about this because i don't i mean i'm not i'm not yeah. gonna i'm not gonna profess to be an expert on things like string theory and faster than light travel are you not i'm not but i, I, I do were. know quite a bit about it because um when I was at uni, well, I mean, yeah. I, I had to. I was in a. I did a scene from a film called Safety Not Guaranteed, which mm. is which is a film about um, a guy who thinks that he's a time traveller, and I was the guy that thought he was a time. Do you know traveler. what? I think I remember you telling me about that at the time, actually, because I remember thinking as, that as character cool. research, I had to do a lot of re- um, reading about time travel and string theory and well i'm excited for that and also like as two resident so i'd say we're two sci-fi fans like i love sci-fi and like so i do find it interesting and also like you said about the people on earth saying it's a pointless endeavor like i guess politically it's interesting it's also interesting that they would do that to prisoners yeah um because you know there's probably a, a group of people in our society who think prisoners should just be sent to do horrible jobs that no one else yeah. should be doing um so that's sort of that you know in this film i guess so, the, so that's interesting as, as, as a result of them because they're traveling at like close they're not it's not the speed of light but it's close to the speed of light which is how it's re- how it's yeah. explained that they've got gravity and things like that it, 
I don't know. I don't really know how to explain this, but the closer to the speed of light that you travel, the slower time goes for you. Uh-huh. So, that, so I've got this fact here that the film takes that the ship has been traveling for six six thousand seven hundred and fifty days by the end of the film. Yeah, which is eighteen years. But then on Earth, that means that seventy six thousand eight hundred sixty four days will have passed, or two hundred and ten years. So everyone on oh, Earth will be hell. dead. It's like um, if you've watched Interstellar, it's like that. The faster you mo- the faster yeah. you move, the slower time goes for you. Yeah, time is relative. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So time is the thing that you put on the wall and wear it on your wrist. No one's going to understand what the fuck that us. is. The future doesn't exist. Um, we will put what the hell we're talking about in the show notes. If you care to look, go ahead. That's all if I'm you're, saying. If you're easily scared or triggered, maybe don't watch it. <laughs> it's a thing called "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared." Um, it's um, one of our fa- well, it's certainly one of my favorite videos that's ever it's, been on the it's internet. Very, <laughs> very, very strange, and will freak you out. Um, we just will a link disclaimer. You. <laughs> anyway. Time travel, Time, so space. That, yeah, Ooh. so th- that's sort of what they've been subjected to. Because there's also a guy on the ship who's like left his wife to come on here on the ship, hasn't he? And the mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. he gets like buried in the garden or whatever. But there's also on the ship uh, is a doctor, and she is like obsessed with creating babies, with like inseminating the female prisoners on the ship and creating a baby. Yeah, in oh, space. we should also mention there's a lot of like rapey stuff in this film so i feel like i want to mention that now because i just feel like it's really weird and awkward to talk about and i don't want anyone to be upset by it so i'm just going to say that now yeah um there's a there's also, a lot Rob of is like abstinent there's a so, lot of like yeah sex uh or well interesting actually because <laughs> the, the director the director said that it's not about sex she said that it's about sexuality honestly i I'm struggling to even know where to start with the shit that happens in this film. For starters, Rob is abstinent, isn't he? Like, he doesn't want sex. He doesn't, like, he doesn't want to get into that shit. Well, so he, he is not interested. On the ship, it's banned for anyone to have sex, right? Yeah. But they do have this, they call it the box. I'm going to call it the Sex Box 360. <laughs> it, it's just a... I read online that the director referred to it as the fuck box right so it's just which i'm really upset it's by just a box <laughs> but i, li- I like sex box 360 it, it like pleasures them i guess it frigs them off but there's a very <laughs> disturbing scene in which is this the one i sent to yeah you? <laughs> yeah where in which the doctor it's like you don't know that this thing exists but the, the doctor's like taking sperm samples off everyone first off and then mm-hmm. It like follows her and she goes to the sex box 360 and she gets in there and she there's just like this metal rod comes up. It, oh God, it's she horrible. Puts, it she, looks like um, a policeman's baton. Yeah. Button, baton. And she puts a condom on it and just like strips down and then is like going to town on this thing. It is like, honestly, it felt like five minutes. I don't know if it was. It felt like five minutes of her just like in the dark with this sort of white light on her naked body just like thrashing then, around on this thing it was horrid. i don't know if, <laughs> did you see the bit that i saw or was i just like hallucinating but towards <laughs> which towards bit? the end of this sequence let's call it a sequence the thing that she's riding <laughs> becomes like really furry and hairy and then please tell me that you saw this bit i sound like i'm mental <laughs> You're gonna have to rewatch I don't it. Remember. So she's like, no, she's like riding it, and then, so. and then a fucking 
like tail comes up behind her oh I did see that, yeah, because I remember thinking, is there a monster in there? I thought, I was thinking, is this like the ship's monster or is she a fucking werewolf? Like, I didn't know what was going and that, on. That, that's never referenced again. It is like, it doesn't happen to anyone else. It's just not referenced. No. Can you tell me if I was hallucinating when she's finished in the sex box 360? It's full of blood, right? No, no, I thought that as well. But I think the seat that she sat was on like, was just red what leather. What did she just do? Oh, okay. I thought it was all bloody. I was no, thinking, jeez, girl. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but because it's like washing it down, isn't it? But I think I'm now concerned that I'm going to have to watch that scene again just to double double check. Yeah, and oh, the, the the most the horrible thing for me about it is when anyone goes in there. I don't really I don't really understand how it works for her, but when anyone goes in there, you can see this white liquid being excreted out like the exhaust port of the of the box. Like I I get I yeah, get what I that is when it's men, but that? I don't understand what mm-hmm. it is for her. Do you know what? This is actually making me feel nauseous talking about it. It's so disgusting. Look, it's really gross. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. There is so much cum in this film. <laughs> like there is an more inordinate cum. amount. Like, they must have had then, a big yeah. budget for, like, the substance. Because this is what the director said. Um, it's making me feel sick. <laughs> she said that it's not about sex, it's about sexuality. But this is the exact quote that she said. The film is about sexuality, not sex. Sensuality, not pornography. Sexuality is about fluids. As soon as sexuality stirs within us, we know it's all about fluids, blood, sperm, etc., I thought if I wanted that fluid subtext subtext to work, we had to reduce the sex act to masturbation. I forbade myself any naked scenes, which is not true because the woman is fully naked. Yeah, that woman is naked in in the sex box 360. You see see several boobs throughout the film as well. Yeah, and... Oh, no, you don't see a dick. Well, so the the next bit is she said, no erect cocks, no gaping pussies. We did it another way. High Life speaks only of desire and of fluids. The film shows many taboos about our own bodies, the taboos of intimacy, and the taboo around, of course, incest. It's a taboo, but it exists. Oh my can you tell god, me, is she fucking alright? Can you tell me where incest is in this film? No. I was thinking, does Rob do something with the baby, but he doesn't, well, does he? Well, the daughter grows up, doesn't she? And she's like sleeping in bed yeah, with him. That's, that's the only yeah. bit. And then she's just very... She's like bleeding, so she's obviously like come on a period. Oh god, this whole film is just rancid. I'm sorry. There is a lot of fluids. I will tell you something. All right, I am all for sci-fi exploring like womanhood and sexuality. Like one of my favorite films is Alien, and you know, I for one have written essays about the monstrous feminine in Alien. I love that whole subtext. I'm very interested in it, but this it just felt so repulsive and not at all empowering i didn't watch this as a woman and feel like oh yeah i feel so empowered and sensual right now i can't wait to go and cover myself and come <laughs> so it's so strange oh by the way um my mom will probably listen to this so in advance i'm sorry mom, yeah, for saying that. So, so will mine i'm sorry for how many times i've said said the word come i've said it one more time i am Brilliant. obviously not gonna go and cover myself and come <laughs> <laughs> not on days that end in a while. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you? No, we can't. We... That's a tangent we don't want to get into. Um, <laughs> that's that's, that's a riff that right we. Now. That's a riff we don't want to do. But yeah, this film is just too much. Like, is is this director okay? Like, is she alright? Well, apparently, this is her first English language film. Bloody Every hell. or her first film 
not in French. So that explains everything, yeah. doesn't it? The bloody French or bloody... Oh, the cl- typical, bloody Frenchies. Bl- typical English French banter. Oh, bloody hell. Um, <laughs> but she said the reason that it's in English is because she couldn't imagine anyone speaking French in space. <laughs> Only English or Russian. So she went for English. I mean, I mean, she knows. She she knows. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. We should probably explain how the child is born. I I was just going to bring this up, but I just don't even know how so the, to even explain the doc- that. The doctor has control over like the the water supply on the ship, and she puts sedatives mm-hmm. in it, and she ups the dosage of sedatives to knock everyone out. She's a monster, isn't so, she? Yeah, and <laughs> so Emma's touched on it, but Rob is like abstinent and he doesn't use the sex box 360 at all he doesn't do anything like that um so he, he's the only crew member whose sperm she doesn't have a sample of so she ups the dosage he's knocked out and then she like crawls into bed with him and Ooh, is just like horrible. molesting horrible. molesting him and then like yeah rapes him basically yeah. and then she so she's ha- she, she has sex with him she... to completion yeah and she then walks away and squats God. and just, oh, <laughs> she, she cups her she, hand she... underneath and lets it lets it drip out into her yep. hand. And then she puts that into like oh. a pipette and then she puts I that am... into a tube and then she goes into one of the other female, oh. one of the female inmates bedrooms, spreads her legs and inserts it into her and yeah and then she's pregnant with rob's baby and they've never even had sex and this whole thing makes but it's okay it's okay because the director has confirmed that rob's character and her character do have an attraction to each other oh so yeah i forgot it's okay to um sexually assault someone if they might have once looked at you in a remotely it's it's okay it's okay for a third party to artificially inseminate um, a woman, if she has previously had a mutual attraction with a male, with with the male yeah, who's, who's, whose sperm is being used to artificially inseminate her. What the fuck is wrong with this director? Is she like, is she trying to be like, like a feminist? Like, what is this? I, I don't understand I where she's don't, going with it. I at don't all. know. It actually really annoyed me. <laughs> um, I was feeling a little bit annoyed by the whole thing. Yeah. It just feels like that kind of that kind of narrative. Not not to get too serious on this, but that kind of narrative of like rape and sexual assault and stuff in films. Like, no offense, it's usually from like male horror directors and stuff. Yeah, like stuff like Last House on the Left. You just don't expect this from like a female director that claims to be all about you know sensuality. It's like why have I just watched several people get raped then Frenchie? Hmm? She, Tell me. Tell me why. She also. When it premiered at the Toronto Film Festival, it caused multiple walkouts because people really? thought it was too graphic and disturbing and provocative. Oh um, yeah. But despite this, it still received good critic reviews. And then she yeah, said, got, the director, yeah, Claire, really well, Claire Denis, I believe her name is, she said, this film for me is not so much about sci-fi, it's rather about tenderness in space. It's about trust, fidelity and sincerity. I know my films can be brutal and violent, but this, to me, is one of the most heartwarming films I've ever made. It's about the bond of a father and his daughter in this spaceship, and to me, it's very emotionally powerful. It's important to show how people are feeling, even when they are brutal, but it's about despair and human tenderness, about love, despite everything. 
So I, Holy I will shit. say the bits with Rob like teaching his daughter to walk and stuff like that. That yeah. is cute. I mean, it's yeah, then, Rob but with the, the baby. This, this all comes, Obviously, that's adorable. This all comes pre Sex Box Three Hundred and Sixty, pre artificial insemination rape. I'm, I must say, like the first sort of the first bit of the film with Rob teaching his daughter to walk and talk and stuff, I was thinking this is so cute. Like Rob as a dad, adorable. So, but then it all just got so fucked up. Fun fact <laughs> about the the kid, the baby. He knew the baby because it's his mate's kid. That's why they got such a good, that's really cute, good connection. Because they they had Aww. they had cast some identical twins to play mm. the babies, but they kept crying every time Rob picked them up, and every time their mother left the room and all this. So they were like, "This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work." So he was like, "Oh, I've got a mate who's got a kid. Should we get that in?" That's really cute. Yeah. Um. And then it basically, yeah, to finish the film off, everyone pretty much just goes insane. All the men are like trying to rape all the women. Um. Mm. And kill each other and shit and then the one who was artificially inseminated with rob's sperm after giving birth she they go to send someone into the black hole to mine the energy and she kills the person that's going to do that and drives the ship straight into the black hole and um she explodes <laughs> i really i i must say the head explosion special effects so that, that was pretty good that <laughs> is to simulate um and this is the official term. This is genuinely the uh, official scientific term. Spaghettification. I, I have heard that before, yeah. you know. That's, if you go yeah, into a black wow. hole because the forces are so great and you're being pulled from all different mm. everywhere, uh, your body yeah. will be like squished and she pulled goes all into spag bowl. long, thin strips yeah. like spaghetti. So that's what lovely. happens. Um, Tasty. Yeah, mm. lovely. Mm. Spaghetti. Um, and then the doctor <laughs> reveals to, to Rob that it's his kid because up until this point he didn't know. And then she ejects herself into space. Um, she's also be- apparently based on Medea from Greek mythology. She's evil. Because it's also revealed that she killed her two children and husband before coming on this ship. So she's obsessed with creating life, but she also killed her own children. I mean, right. This film from like a twatty film fan's perspective is probably excellent, like with all the symbolism and deeper meaning and we all know i'm a bastard for that but i do just feel like this wasn't it it (laughs) almost felt like it was provocative for the sake of being provocative yeah it just felt like very in your face like there was nothing really clever about the messaging i suppose and i would actually despair to see this woman's other films if she thinks that this is heartwarming yeah the others must be (laughs) traumatic if a woman if a woman catching man's ejaculate out of her own vagina and carrying it around a spaceship to put it in another woman's vagina is heartwarming, then God help me watching her other films, Tom. Um, there's nothing I can say to that. God help us And then us the, f- all. the film ends with the daughters grown up. Uh, they find another ship like the one that Rob's on and it's just full of dogs that have survived by eating each other so it's like it's insinuated that (laughs) more heartwarming content it's insinuated that they've done that they've sent up sent up several ships doing different tests because they're Mm -hmm. ship seven and they find ship six and that's full of dogs Uh, so it's a bit like fallout where all the different vaults are running different tests which i mean when you put it like that uh, you've got my interest Uh, and then they find another black hole and they decide to drive into the black hole but yeah, this, and it's unclear as to what this happens. Is a, this is a fact that I didn't know, or a theory that I didn't know about black holes. But apparently, if a black hole is big enough, you can survive getting into it. Like, because the forces are more spread out, you can survive the p- point at which you would endure spaghettification. 
spaghettification. How does anyone know that? <laughs> well, they, I, think it's just a th- I think it's just a theory. <laughs> okay, fair but enough. A that, fan theory. That's what, they're tra- that's what they're trying to do. And then you can get past mm. that to like the focal point of the of the black hole. And then apparently it would just be like eternity there because time time is so slow middle. and drawn out that you would, yeah, you'd just live forever. Or what would feel like that's eternity. That's pretty cool. doesn't really make sense in my brain, but I think it's just one of those... Our brains can't no, comprehend that. it doesn't make that. sense because you have to die eventually. Yeah, but Einstein's theory of relativity sort of breaks down when you apply it to black holes. If if you like apply it all to um, what would be like the center of a black hole, like the, what's it called, the singularity, it mm-hmm. that if you plug that into the theory of relativity and all the equations and shit, you get infinity, which is impossible in like actual physical like maths. So they don't know if Einstein's yeah. theory of relativity is wrong. Or, like, that could happen. I watched a documentary on this years ago. So this is all, like, half-remembered things that I'm spouting here. I am staring into space trying to comprehend it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So apologies if anyone listening actually knows this shit and I've just absolutely butchered it. But that is what I half-remember. Yeah, feel free to let us know what what the case is, although we probably won't understand it, to be honest. Finally, so, so they go into the singularity... And then it's unclear whether they live or die. That's the end of the film. Would you like to know why it's called High Life? finally it ends. Uh, yeah, go on. So Claire Denis, director of this masterpiece, said <laughs> High stands for outer space and Life stands for the Doctor's obsession with creating life in space. Oh, how how deep. But it's above all, above all everything else, it's a word that comes from Africa where Claire Denis grew up and... Apparently, Africans often refer to white life as high life. Don't hmm. quite understand how that applies to this, but no, as she just suddenly made it a, a race thing where where it wasn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand this. This woman is on some on some dumb shit that I don't, <laughs> I don't comprehend what she's on. To be honest, yeah. Holy so, shit. should we give it a rating? We shall. However, are you not going to comment on his hair in this film? Because I enjoyed it so much. Oh, Buzz shall I do? Oh, I, haven't done, I haven't done Tom's Hair Corner. Buzz cut Rob is back. Let's, let's get into it. <laughs> Tom's Hair Corner. Sit on down. So, Yay. I should probably touch on Damsel as well. Yeah. So, Damsel, not a good look for Rob. I mean, the hair wasn't the issue. It was the goatee for me. He's got a goatee. He's got like a blacked out tooth. And he's got a middle parting. Um, but it, <laughs> yeah, the middle part. But it's, was bad, his actually. hair's not long enough to have a middle parting, really. So it's yeah, it's no. just not a good look. And then yeah, buzz cut, <laughs> buzz cut. Rob is back. Also, he's rocking a good look in this. The spacesuits that they have, they're almost like a dungaree type situation. And um, yeah. there's a point where he takes the top Big half fan. of his um, spacesuit off, and he's just got his dungarees on, but he's like clearly naked underneath. So he, I've got him in my notes like naked dungarees. It's a good look. And a few other people in he the film. Like Rocky, a, it's quite a good look. He looks like a sexy minion. Sexy minion. Yeah. I'm Everyone save it. that for Halloween next year. Um, he also has like a blonde tuft in the front of his hair. Yeah. In high life, I'm not really sure why he looks a bit like a skunk. Yeah, he has one blonde bit, doesn't he? And then as he gets yeah, so he doesn't age either. Obviously, it's, I've said it's set over 18 years, but it's he doesn't age at all. But his daughter does. But that patch gets bigger as he ages. I don't really understand that either. Like, what is that? Is that like a stress patch yeah, maybe, <laughs> from maybe. having to raise a child? Is that what happens when you have a baby? You just get like random patches of yeah, blonde in clearly, there clearly. from the stress. <laughs> but yeah, high life is it's a good look for him. It's just brought down by mm, the he looks great by the sexual fluids and rape. Yeah, not good. Yeah, 
So should we give it a rating? A high life? Yeah. Have you got a name? I'm thinking high life or low life. Oh, I was going to go high life Is or high strife. One? Oh, very nice. Oh, I don't know which one to choose. They're both so good. <laughs> Pick whichever one you want. I think low life for me sums it up. Okay. I would, I'll go high. It's a low life. I'll go high strife. Because I felt very anxious watching it, and <laughs> I did feel I didn't feel anxious. I just felt like re- revolted. I think. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And not in a fun way. Like I've watched my fair share of like, like I've said, obnoxious films, and I I do finish them thinking, oh, that was such a good commentary on you know the world as we know it and sexuality yeah, and yeah. you know life. So, but this, I just felt like no, you, no, no. A few no. years ago, you went to watch the film Mother. And I've not watched the film Mother, oh, but did. there was a hot, there was a mass. You've not seen there Mother. was a massive discussion in our group chat about whether it was good or not. And yeah, I imagine that I imagine this film is what Mother is like. That's what I imagine Mother to be like. No, mm, I do know. I do agree in terms of maybe how it divides people. Yeah. However, Mother was much better. Right. Okay. Much much better, and I think that the way it dealt with the themes it looked at of like obviously motherhood sexuality that kind of thing was much more clever and it's a hard watch but not in the way this is this is a hard watch it makes me feel like i need to shower my body inside and out (laughs) whereas like mother was just like oh god that was a bit distressing yeah okay mother mother was a good film and you know you can disagree but you'd be wrong so it's fine that's fine (laughs) so shall we move on then to the official Robert Pattinson ranking. Oh my god, yes, we're here. We're here we're already. Here. I'll read you the top five again. Have you got any, yeah, go on, I can't actually remember any accents at. or anything that you want me to do this week? I mean, clearly, as we've done a Western, I want you to do, like, cowboy voice. <laughs> okay, cowboy voice. I don't know what accent you'd call that. Hey, y'all. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, just Darn tootin' ranking. <laughs> Woohoo! Welcome, all. Welcome to the official Robert Pattinson ranking. How's it going, boys? Well, in number five, it's gonna be New Moon. In number four, it's Harry Potter and it's Goblet of Fire. And number three, it's a good time. Woohoo! And in number oh two, God. it's the Lost City of Z. And in the number one, it's Remember Me. I don't know what happened Holy there. I, I lost it towards the end. I'll give you it. I'll say that. Yeah, you sort of started to go New York. Yeah, again. yeah. <laughs> it's the last city is there. It's the last city is there. <laughs> uh, dear me. Oh, anyway, God. that's the top wow. five. Yeah. Where are we going to shtick damsel? I mean, it's nowhere near the top for me, personally. Mm. It, it's not near the bottom either. It's it's sitting around the middle again, personally. Middle in, middle in, middle in. Middle in, middle in, middle in. I'm middle in like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think around Little Ashes, Bad Mother's Handbook? Yeah, that's Better fair. than Little Ashes? I think it's... N- <laughs> yes. But it's not better than the Bad Mother's Handbook. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't care what you tell me. <laughs> okay. And then... <laughs> High Life. God. Oh, God, I don't know. It's so... Oh, God, it's so disturbing. It's got to be around Cosmopolis, Maps to the Stars, surely. Yeah, I think it was less enjoyable than Maps to the Stars. <laughs> okay. Oh, also, we forgot to mention the second connect- connection to the Rob Cinematic Universe. Oh, so the, the, yeah. The, what was The that? Doctor in High Life is mm-hmm. the woman that Rob has sex with in his limo in Cosmopolis. I fucking knew i recognized her so he he just keeps working with the same weird actors clearly (laughs) yeah 
clearly there's like maybe a, a Facebook group or a WhatsApp group yeah. full of these people and they just comment on what films they want to be in. <laughs> That's how acting works, right? Yeah, yeah, that is, it's, it's not what you know, it's who works. you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. So we'll, cool. I keep saying that we'll post this somewhere, but we've forgotten again, but we'll post the full list. I will do it. I will week. do it on Wednesday when this comes out. Okay, and so do you want to take us into Robert Pattinson Fact of the Week? TM. I didn't get my fact up. Look, it happens to the best of us, Emma. It happens to everyone. It doesn't work every time. Sometimes you're tired, you know, you've had too much to drink. You need to stop whatever this is that you're doing right now. This is not good. All right. <clears throat> so, the Robert Pattinson fact of the week is, um, again, off the 42 sparkling facts about Robert Pattinson. Um, this week, I've jumped to fact 17 off said list, which is titled, When You Gotta Go. So... In response to the question the public was begging to know the answer to, Robert Pattinson admitted to peeing in jars in his car many times over the course of his life. Sorry, so how did this come up? I don't know. Is, that, sar- is that sarcastic him? that everyone was dying to know the answer? Oh yeah, it, it is. Right, okay. I think, he, I think he may have just professed in an interview that he has jars of his own pee in his car from when he's got to go. You know, I'm sure he removes them periodically, but yeah, follow he's peed question. in jars in his car many follow times. Follow-up question to this. Yeah. How does he have so many jars and why are they in his car? Yeah, I would like to know, jars, are we talking like empty jam jars and why are they in his car? I I think that maybe he just has jars in his car just in case because it sounds like this is something that he does on the regular. But wh- where did the first jar come from? I mean, what came first, the jar or the rob? Jar or it's the one piss. one of the major old questions. <laughs> to me, that's, that says that he's... He eats jam in his car on the reg. <laughs> he's just driving along. He's got a jar of jam in the passenger seat. He's dipping it. He's just dipping his bare hand into it, taking a glob of jam out, and just um. like Winnie the Pooh with <laughs> yeah, honey. Yeah. Mm, Rob wants jam. Ooh, I really like jam. <laughs> oh my god, that was a really good impression of Winnie the Pooh. Thank you. I don't know where that, that, that so came good. from. That's really good. I'm so surprised. <laughs> oh. Bother. <laughs> I'm all out brilliant. of jam. Oh my god. I, uh, that is uh, the, that's a talent I didn't know I had. I'm like, Sometimes I can't these, believe that. These impressions just come out of me. And you said you're not a creative. Well, I never. <laughs> well, that's not creative. I just make silly noises with my mouth. Oh god, that's brought a tear to my eye, that is. <laughs> uh, wow. So yeah, I've, I've... there's your fact of the week, everyone. Enjoy. What, what? What kind of jam do you think he enjoys? I've got him down as a raspberry jam kind of guy. Oh, a raspberry, a raspberry. See, I'm going to go. I'm going to go off piste mm-hmm. and say it's not a jam; it's a preserve. And <laughs> I think he. Pres- I think he likes marmalade. Oh, a hundred percent. Robert Pattinson likes marmalade. A hundred. He loves a bit. Of, he loves a bit of the orange. Do you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> this is tying in his perfume last week. You said it smelled <gasps> of whatever bergamot. bergamot. Yeah, oh orange. Oh my god. Actually, what he was going for was marmalade. He went to Mr. Actually... Dior and he said, Oh, Mr. Dior. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smell of, of marmalade. That's what Robert Pattinson sounds like in his real life. <laughs> Every interview he's ever done is just fake. He puts on this posh British accent. <laughs> I, I reckon he's got loads of empty bottles of Dior Arm in his car and that's what yeah, he pisses yeah. into. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he spritzes on himself, is his own piss. 
And he just eats so much marmalade that it smells orangey. It smells of bergamot. <laughs> yeah, his, his accent's fake, so actually, in, but he's going to do his real accent in the new Batman film. So he's going to be like, <laughs> oh, Riddler. I'm vengeance. Oh, bother. I'm vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right, I think on that note, we should end. We should fucking end. We should end it all. End it all. Um, just drive into a you, black If hole. you've enjoyed this episode, give us a like. Give us a like. Can they give us a like? I don't know. I've lost it. Just like us. Just, Just like, please us. like please us. Please like us. Anyone? We're desperate. Uh, give us give us a rating. I should say on um, on iTunes or yeah wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe as well. Uh, yeah. If, if you if you want to hear more of this, <laughs> if for some reason you want to hear we've more. Been chatting. <laughs> If you want to hear more cracking Winnie the Pooh impressions, that is what oh, people come for on a Robert Pattinson podcast. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, oh, then, yeah, subscribe. If you want to message us, let us know what you've thought of the films. If you were personally affected, if you were affected <laughs> by any of the issues raised in today's programme, then, um, then give us a message. Because we on, don't want to uh, know. <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram yeah. or Facebook, on a roll pod, yeah. on all of those platforms. And uh, give us an email if you want to on a roll pod at gmail.com or yeah. you you could uh, visit our website on a roll it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing it's uh, a beautiful yeah thing. and i think that's all the ways that you can contact us we're we've only got two episodes left on rob after this oh my god i can't sad, believe it? it i might cry what are we what are we watching next week remind me uh look, and the audience I, I i need to um i need to work on some scheduling things so <laughs> We've 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 got an odd number of films to watch and two episodes in which to watch them. So I need to work out what what we're going to watch and when. So I'll yeah, get back to you to... on that, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's it's an issue good my me, end. Tom. It's an issue. It's my, it's my fault entirely. But um, we'll work it out. Okay. It'll be all right on the night. It'll be all right on the night. So we'll see you. Well, we won't see you. We'll talk to you. You'll hear we'll us. We'll talk to you. We'll talk at you next time for our penultimate Robert Pattinson episode. Oh my god! So emotional. Things are ramping up. Um, we are. do know, as we've mentioned previously, we do know who who we're talking about next. And already a few hints have gone out. Maybe they're subtle, yeah. but a few hints have already gone out. Yes, yeah, so, you be? know, Ooh. get exploring, get looking. Yeah, and we're, we'll we'll see you next week. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, evening, whatever you're having. Maybe you're, you're snuggling up in bed <laughs> listening to this. Maybe, as one of my friends told me, you're listening to this in the bath. So maybe you've been having a good scrub while you've been listening to this. <laughs> maybe you've been having a good scrub. You scrub a dub dub, but not a big tug. Anyway, um, <laughs> not let's, a big tug let's end a it there. We'll see you next week. Uh, Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.